Good Sunday morning and welcome to Riverstone Church Online. I'm so glad you are all able to join us. Uh, my name is Josh Vibert and Pastor Chris asked if I'd be willing to share this morning. Uh, my wife Anna and I have been going to the church for about a year and I'm pretty sure we know most everyone, but in case you don't or need to put a kind of a face with a name online, uh, I play the drums uh, a lot of times there so that maybe gives you a, a clue or an indicator. Um, but this morning, uh, I want to talk through the idea of what does God want from us? Uh, you know, when I talk to friends or uh, co-workers, people I know that are, are not believers and kind of are in that, that seeking spot, um, one of the usual points of hang-up is, well, what, is, what does it mean to be a Christian and what, is, what does God want from me? Um, and it's usually kind of geared towards what, what rules do I have to keep or what is it that I have to do to, to make God happy, that sort of thing. And as believers, I think it's, it's good for us to look into that for sure, right? If we're going to have a relationship with God through, uh, through Jesus, we want to know for sure that what we're doing is, is pleasing to him, that what we're doing is what he would want us to do. Uh, absent, you know, sort of being in his presence as the disciples were, you know, walking up to him and saying, hey, what should we do? Um, and and obviously his word is, is the place that we go for that. Uh, so let's pray and then we'll dive right in. Father, thank you so much for the opportunity uh, to meet together, to fellowship, to worship freely, Lord. Uh, we ask, Lord, that you would continue to uh, hasten our ability to return and uh, fellowship with each other, Lord. Um, just bring bring this uh, this COVID situation to a close in your mercy and your grace, Lord, um, with, with healing and uh, kind of a, a restoration of our ability to fellowship together um, and, and worship you in a corporate setting. Lord, would you open your word to us this morning? Would you speak truth to us? And uh, help us to, to understand, Lord, to grow in fellowship with you and know what it is that, that you would have us do, that we could glorify you. In Jesus' name we ask, amen. So the scripture I want to start with is in Micah. Uh, Micah chapter 6 and verse 8 says, He has shown you, O man, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you but to do justly, have mercy and to walk humbly with your God. Now, I don't know about the rest of you. I grew up in church and back in the 80s, we even had this song that basically kind of sang this scripture. And those of you that know that are probably humming it in your head right now. <laughs> um, but as I began to grow and begin to kind of, you know, do life, see the world around me uh, and try to see it in light of scripture and try to, you know, reconcile it and, and do life the way the Lord would want me to do it. Uh, this verse always kind of stuck out a little bit like a sore thumb. And I think the main reason is uh, we as a society have a little bit of a skewed perception of justice. Um, you know, we, we think justice means that, uh, you know, maybe holding someone accountable for their actions, right? Um, if if and in a way almost we're more centered on on vengeance really 
than we are justice, uh, especially compared to what what God is going to call justice, what we're going to see here in the scripture in a little bit. So if, if we're going to do what is good and what the Lord requires of us, um, we, we want to do justly. We want to love mercy. And then this is where it seems to kind of contradict itself, right? Because justice we've sort of defined as, you know, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. You, you do something wrong, you break the rules, you pay for it. And mercy... We, we kind of have this connotation of, uh, I did something wrong, but I didn't get the, the judgment or the punishment that was due to me. Um, I, I got mercy instead. It kind of calls to mind this concept of, uh, if, you, if you put justice and mercy together, then maybe we can get down with this idea of obedience is better than sacrifice. Proverbs 21.3, to do righteousness and justice is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. And then, you know, Jesus, when he's walking, he, there's this, uh, this story of him. It's not a story. It's, it's a, an account given of he and his disciples. And, you know, they're walking along through a grain field and the disciples start picking off heads of grain. And they, what happens is the Pharisees see them doing that and they, they call him out on it. And they're like, hey man, it's the Sabbath day. You are not supposed to be picking grain on the Sabbath. Never mind the fact that they're hungry. It's not like they were out there reaping the whole field, right? But these these Pharisees were so set upon the, the justice side, right? The letter of the law. And they, they, they want to take Jesus and his disciples to task for for you know, plucking a couple heads of grain and popping it in their mouths, right? And uh, in Matthew 12, verse 7, Jesus says, uh, But if you had known what this means, I desire mercy and not sacrifice, you would not have condemned the guiltless. And what Jesus is saying there, that the, I desire mercy and not sacrifice, he's actually quoting Hosea. He's quoting Hosea 6.6. 6 which says exactly what, what Jesus said there, right? It says, I have desired mercy and not sacrifice and the knowledge of God more than burnt offerings. And so it, it's, it's kind of about esteeming people in their fallen, broken state, even if they're breaking the rules, as being more important than the rule itself. I mean, isn't that... The essence of what God has done for us by sending his son Jesus to die, in, in a way, that's unjust. What we deserve is death. That's what the law says, right? But by sending his son Jesus to die for us, he's esteemed us, humankind, higher than the law and made the way through his son Jesus dying to redeem us. He, he he made a workaround, but he made a just workaround. It's not, it's not as though God said, well, the law says this, but I'm going to let you slide this time. He says the law demands death. And so in place of your death, I'm going to send my son to die once for all of you. So what is justice then, right? Say, okay, Josh, you're talking about, you know, maybe you think I'm spitting heresy out here. And, and what, is, what is true justice? Well, good news, that part's in the Bible too. Um, let's look over at Jeremiah 
chapter 22 and verse 3. So, Jeremiah 22, 3 says, Thus says the Lord, execute judgment and righteousness, and deliver the plundered out of the hand of the oppressor. Do no wrong and do no violence to the stranger, the fatherless, or the widow, nor shed innocent blood in this place. Zechariah chapter 7, verses 9 and 10. Then the word of the Lord came to Zechariah, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, Execute true justice. Show mercy and compassion, every one to his brother. Do not oppress the widow or the fatherless, the alien or the poor. Plan evil in his heart against his brother. And it, it really kind of reminds me of what Pastor Chris was talking about a couple weeks ago with the, the message that Jesus talked about, about the sheep and the goats. At the end of the age, you know, it's not as though we can earn salvation by being kind to widows and orphans. It's not as though that somehow overcomes, you know, it's, it's not a, a credit and debit system. Okay, well, you know, I sinned, therefore now I'm going to go give some food to a homeless guy and that absolves me of that sin. It's not how it works according to scripture. But what, we, what, what can happen and what I think often does happen is we have people who call themselves followers of Christ who are just pent up, angry, bitter people and and they kind of walk around looking for you know the what they deem to be the injustices of the world you know um the kind of the if i can use a colloquialism the the karen mentality you know if you don't know what that is it's you know it's 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 the person who's you know by golly going to get what's due them right you know they want to speak to the manager whether it's you know, I, I wasn't charged the right amount or my food was too cold or you didn't make my coffee right. I want to speak to the manager, right? And and man, so many times we see these people who say that they're Christians and we're supposed to be pointing people to Christ, right? And scripture says about Christians that you'll know them by their love. Um, and that's just not, not very loving behavior. And it's, it's behavior that's done a lot of times kind of under the banner of justice. And God would say that, you know, raking the manager over your coals for having your coffee wrong or your, your meal cooked not the right way is not justice. Because true justice is mercy. True justice is to show mercy to those who need it and oftentimes those who don't deserve it. Right. You know, with the 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 idea almost even, you know, Jesus kind of talks about it with the rich young ruler. Right. Over in Matthew, um, Matthew 19, you know, he's the guy comes to him. Right. Matthew 19, starting verse 16. Now, one behold, one came and said to him, good teacher, what good things shall I do? that I may have eternal life. So he said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but one, and that is God. But if you want to enter into life, keep the commandments. And he said to him, Which ones? And Jesus said, You shall not murder. 
You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. Honor your father and mother. And you shall love your neighbor as yourself. So already, kind of by that question, which ones? Uh, the, <laughs> the, the rich young ruler, in a way, is admitting already, hey, I, I can't keep all ten commandments. So, so which ones, Jesus? Narrow it down for me, Jesus. Which ones really do I have to do? Because I can't do all of them, right? So Jesus, Jesus, you know, he, he says these that he says. And uh, the young man says to him, all these things I've kept from my youth. What do I still lack? Jesus said to him, if you want to be perfect, go sell what you have and give to the poor. And you will have treasure in heaven. And come and follow me. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. You know, the, this, this quote, true justice, right, which is really false justice, is, is self-centered often. It's, it's about me and mine. You know, my coffee was wrong. Uh, I, I am owed this because this thing didn't work out. You took my eye, so I'm going to take your eye. And instead of being self-focused, you know, it's like false justice, the justice, what we would call, quote, justice, and our system is self-focused, but what God is calling us to True justice is others-focused, right? True justice looks at others um, through the lens of of God's love and says, man, what, you know, what is just for you? Let me show you mercy. Let me be the hands and feet of Jesus. Let me, if you're hungry, let me feed you. If you're naked, let me clothe you. If you're in prison, let me visit you, you know? Justly, You might be in prison justly. You broke the law, you went to prison. But thank God that God's version of justice involves mercy and doesn't say, that's it, you broke the law, you're done, condemned to be lonely and miserable and die for the rest of your life, right? Because which of us, is there a single one of us that could be sustained under that? Could any of us survive that level of justice? The answer is no. So thank God for his mercy that covers us, his mercy that carries us through that. Um, let's look over in Ezekiel a little bit more about this. You know, what, what does God define as justice? What is he calling for when he's calling us to true justice, to seek justice and love mercy and how they don't argue with one another. Ezekiel 16, 49 and 50. And, and this, this, this part right here is, you know, people have taken this and I don't, I'm not speaking to Sodom and Gomorrah and, you know, the homosexuality thing. Um, but I think that this is pretty clear. It says, look, this was the iniquity of your sister Sodom. She and her daughter had pride, fullness of food, and abundance of idleness. Neither did she strengthen the hand of the poor and needy. And they were haughty and committed abomination before me. Therefore, I took them away as I saw fit. So I think most of us probably know this, the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. And what almost always gets focused on there is is like the homosexual element and, you know, sexual promiscuity. And for sure, that's that's not good. And you can, there's other places in scripture that talk about that that's not the way to live. 
Um, but it says right here that, that their sin, what, what God calls them out for here, is that they had um, they had pride, they had fullness of food, and abundance of idleness. So they had they had plenty of food, right? They had plenty of time and abundance of idleness. They could do they had time to help people, right? And they didn't. They didn't help the the poor and they didn't help the needy. And to me, I'll be honest, it's a little bit of a terrifying indictment, right? I go, wow. You know, we live in America and and compared to, you know, some friends of mine are missionaries in Africa right now and and to hear from them just about the way life is, you know, how long it takes to get somewhere, often by walking instead of driving a car, or how, you know, just, just the, there's not a lot of idle time because you've, you're spending your time doing things that are just required for sustaining life. And yet somehow those people, in a lot of ways, are more open with their possessions and the things that they have than we are here. You know, I'm guilty of it, man. I get up, get in my car, go to work, come home, maybe pick up some takeout food on the way home, you know, come back inside, close my doors and sit down and eat with my wife and kids. And man, that's just normal, right? I mean, I'm I'm doing the right thing. I'm I'm a husband. I'm a father. I'm providing for my family. G- good. <laughs> Guess what? Everybody, you know, not everybody, a lot of people do that. There's there's no pride that should be taken, right? There's no righteousness in doing that. But have I given thought to the people downtown Atlanta under the bridge that are hungry? And and the justice mindset looks at that and says, Well, you know, you you worked hard in school and you got a job and you you provided for your family. Those people didn't work hard in school. Those people don't have a job. If they're hungry, they'll they'll go to work when they get hungry enough. And man, God does not agree with that mindset. God calls us as his people to love the needy, to reach out to them, to look for the brokenhearted actively, and to pour out to them. One last scripture, Isaiah 58, uh, 6 through 14. Is this not the fast that I've chosen and what God's doing there is he's, he's drawing a parallel, you know, that he's saying that, again, the, the nation of Israel is kind of doing this fasting that's like the letter of the law fast, but not the spirit of the law fast, right? They're, they're doing things that seem to be obedient in nature, but the, the heart behind it is, is not in the right place. So it's, it's kind of a question, is this not the fast that I've chosen? to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, and that you should break every yoke? Is it not to share your bread with the hungry and that you bring to your house the poor who are cast out? When you see the naked that you cover him and not hide yourself from your own flesh, then your light shall break forth like the morning. Your healing shall spring forth speedily and your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. And then you shall call and the Lord will answer. And you shall cry and he will say, Here I am. If you take away the yoke from your midst and the pointing of the finger and speaking wickedness, if you extend your soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, then your light shall dawn in the darkness and your darkness shall be as the noonday. 
The Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your soul in drought and strengthen your bones, and you shall be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. Those from among you shall build the old waste places, and you shall rise up, raise up the foundations of many generations, and you shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of streets to dwell in. If you turn away your foot from the Sabbath, from doing my pleasure on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight, the holy day of the Lord honorable, and shall honor him, not doing your own ways, nor finding your own pleasure, nor speaking your own words, then you shall delight yourself in the Lord, and I will cause you to ride on the high hills of the earth, and feed you with the heritage of Jacob your father. The mouth of the Lord has spoken." So in the first part of that, we, we see something that's very similar. You know, it sounds a whole lot like what Jesus is talking about with the sheep and the goats, right? You know, clothing the naked and feeding the hungry, right? It's, it's the same idea. It's meet basic human needs, right? Love people the way God loves people. I mean, what did Jesus say? Love the Lord your God with your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And, and it seems like sometimes what we want to do is we want to... Say that we love the Lord our God with all heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then we want to condemn our neighbor uh, under every point of the law that we can possibly think of. <laughs> and, uh, we, man, we got to get past that. But, but the good stuff is in here too, man. You know, the, if the, we don't do these things to earn salvation, right? Salvation is by grace through faith in the blood of Jesus, Right? God's way that he made to redeem us to him. But in doing these things, we sort of qualify ourselves for some of these blessings of God, right? Listen to these. Your light shall break forth like the morning. Your healing shall spring forth steadily. Your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. You shall call and the Lord will answer. You shall cry out and he will say, here I am. Don't you want that? I know I sure do. I need that, man. I need those promises. But we got to make sure we're not disqualifying ourselves from those promises by not looking out for our brothers and our sisters and uh, those that are around us that need our just helping hands and feet. So, you know, especially as we kind of come, come out of this season of isolation and get back to being around people, you know, as stores and restaurants, all that's opening up, you know, let's look for opportunities to, to just to show mercy, to do justice as the kingdom of God calls justice by showing mercy, by looking for the person who's maybe got their head down and trying to encourage them, right? For for noticing that waitress that's busting her tail and maybe you even saw her get chewed out by the table next to you and and you just give her an extra big tip, right? I think that's that 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 kind of stuff, right, is what Jesus is is calling us to and this idea of of mercy, you know, looking for those that are downtrodden by this world and and kind of bringing the goodness of God to them. The word says it's his kindness that brings us to repentance. And uh, we we have this place where we have the opportunity to kind of bring and share the goodness of God to people. So let's look for that. All right, let's pray. Father, thank you again for your word, Lord, and your grace and in your mercy. 
Would you just keep this in the forefront of our minds, Lord? Would you help us to remember to walk these things out? That we would be uh, your hands and your feet, Lord, loving on people. That we would seek justice by showing mercy to people. Jesus, we want to see you lifted up, exalted, and glorified. In your name we ask, amen. All right, thanks everyone. Hope you have a wonderful day. God bless.